You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the third format, everyone's favorite buzzsaw. Vocal fam. We're back. Vocal fam. It's Friday again. It is. It is. I can't decide if this was a really long week or a really fast week. Is it possible to be both? Yes. Because like on the one hand, it felt like I was never going to get through with this week. This week just kept dragging on. But then other times I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's already Thursday. Except it's, it's Friday now. But yesterday I was freaking out that it was Thursday. So somehow both. Well... It it has been both. I I totally, I totally agree. My body and mind really quickly got accustomed to that whole break thing, and so coming back, it was like, no, 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 it's not over. And I'm like, it is over. You need to get with it, brain. Oh, it was Me. so over. <laughs> that was so over, <laughs> so over. I have to say, all of you out there in academic music land who are on a reasonable academic calendar and went straight into juries this week, I'm incredibly jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. Because let's face it, Academe, is there learning of new information going on between returning from Thanksgiving break and whatever else you have to do that semester? No. No. There's no learning happening. And you know what? If you're that altruistic and you're still learning things... Kudos awesome you. for you. Yeah. You are you are the champion. Congrats. You have won the WWE World Championship heavyweight belt. You might even also own the Intercontinental title. If that's even still a thing. Uh, yeah. But it was in the 90s when it was the WWF. Oh, didn't even know that was a thing. Ah, well, every young uh well, I shouldn't say that. I went through when I was a young, impressionable, I don't know, 10 or 11 year old, went through a professional wrestling phase. I did not go through that phase, but my dad loves Monday Night Wrestling and watched it while I was growing up. And there was a brief period where like I wasn't super into it, but I did enjoy it. Like I would sit there and watch and I would kind of get into it. And I had like this one guy. Oh, what was it? Booker T. He was like called the King. Booker T. Yeah. Booker that T. Was my, I really liked him. Well, I don't know if wow. liked him is the right word, but I was very entertained by him. Wow. And I mean, it was very muscular men running around in spandex, Sarah. I don't know. I just thought it was hysterical, to be completely honest. Like all the dramatics leading up to it. Because, you know, Monday Night Wrestling, it's almost like a little soap opera. But then they fight to make you feel better about the fact well, you just the watched whole- a soap opera. Yes, it's entertainment. I, yeah. Yes, right. And so I just got a real kick out of that as a kid. Oh, my. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway random things. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of random things, I was thrilled this week, and I would li- I'm would. i not going to name these people or anything because it would be inappropriate of me to do so right now. Okay. But I would like to say a thank you to any of my Nats poster paper judges who happen to also listen to the podcast who agreed to be adjudicators for the Nats poster selection committee for the national conference because I got that set this week and yours truly was super thrilled that he got five affirmatives um and uh just yes okay I was yes. going to make sure it wasn't like, yes, they picked five posters. And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Were they that bad? No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't I can't speak to whether it's a record number of applicants. Oh. I will say it's the highest number that I've ever seen. Hey, that's awesome. Because I know a few weeks ago you were like, ah, there's only this many submitted. Yes. No, we had a very strong field, very strong people who submitted posters, who obviously I'm not going to name. Probably wise. Uh, but but very strong submissions. Um, I honestly dawdled through a few of the abstracts, yeah. but I'm not a judge. I'm just the guy coordinating the thing. Mm, I can't decide what would be... I, I don't know. I was trying to think which would be more difficult. Like, is it harder to be the judge and have to select? Or is it harder to be the one um, that has to, like, 
coordinate the judges and coordinate this. Well, I've I've done both. Yeah. Now, um, and uh, when I when I was when I was a reviewer when I was a juror, um, it 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 didn't it I not I knocked it out in a day, um, yeah. and just just sat there and scored every paper that day. That makes sense. Um, I wanted to do it that way so that I felt like I was adjudicating all the abstracts on my same criteria. Same criteria, same mood, same right. base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I don't know. I may try for next time. I was just sort of keeping everything the same. This is my first time officially doing it. I may try to come up with some kind of rubric to share with the judges moving forward well, in future smart. years. Make it more- I, objective I, I, the board. I don't know but the thing is the tough part about it is as you might imagine with a poster session at something like Nats we have such a variety of work being done in our field that's true I mean just having submitted my own um I don't know I could say that right yeah I, I submitted one on it's it's a thing um but I did not realize and I should have thought about this just how many different categories they could fall under and I was like oh yeah this totally makes sense like this is Nats this isn't a you know a voice science they pres- oh gosh conference. right this- and and admittedly we do have our share of voice sciencey submissions oh, for sure. and and so I made certain that one of the adjudicators is a rigorous voice scientist that's smart um and but you also have to remember that at Nats we have lots of members. We have a wide membership with lots of interests. Yeah. We have interests in independent studio running. We have interests in things like lyric diction. We have interests in things like opera. We have interests in things in musical theater. We have interest in voice science. We have interest in different things. Even and, and, you know sometimes with Nats you might just think the differences are classical and CCM. No 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 no. no, no. no. It's way broader than that. Yeah that that's. That's what kind of hit me in when I was looking just at because you had to pick a category to submit your abstract under. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't even think about these things. Just shows you how much my brain just like, yeah, so science. Well, you know, well, but that's sciencey, wibbly wobbly stuff. That's your brain. I mean, can I just share? I shared this with you guys the other night. But seriously, on Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday. I was having one text thread. (laughs) Where we were talking about EGG, electroglottography, for those of you at home keeping score, and the waveGram feature of Voce Vista working with an electroglottograph or not, which is Christian Herbst's thing that Bodo has worked into Voce Vista video. And what else were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Nat's poster sessions because I was looking for judges. Oh, makes sense. And then your other and one. that was that was one text thread <laughs> group chat that was going on, and the other group chat that was going on was you and Michael and <laughs> I. Well, it was mostly Michael and I. It was just getting really starting to get deep in our Rise of Skywalker theories because now we're already both rewatching really and this kind were. of thing. Like, I just because the next like week is super crazy after next week i'm done but we're leading up to like christmas recitals and performances and all these things and so i'm just occasionally like checking in on facebook messenger and it'll be like you've missed 23 messages and it'll be like five minutes like i'm only gone for a few minutes (laughs) don't i don't want y'all to think listeners that i'm gone for like an hour although sometimes when it's been five minutes and i see i've missed 20 something messages i'm like Oh, no, I just, I just can't do it. And I will walk away for about an hour. I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm done. But, but yeah, those 20 <laughs> messages, it's a brief period of time. I can't yeah. keep up. Uh, so anyway, um, but on, a, on another work-related uh, note... Uh, that we want to let the vocal fam know. So anyway, I, sorry, finishing that story. Yes, yes. So it was just... It was it, it it sort of dawned upon me and I've had like this realization before but uh and the reason I was actually on my phone was because I was also watching Charlie at jiu jitsu. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Totally. It, well actually actually kickboxing oh, that night. Cool. 
It must have been Monday, actually, because it was jujitsu. It must have been Monday, because um, he does kickboxing on My Tuesday. Day's anyway, bush right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. yeah. It's December. But anyway, um, I had this incredible moment of just clarity that vocal fry is my life that my life is vocal fry and so i'm sorry to vocal fam in case you were wondering what dr p is really like in real life yeah, that's it this show is not scripted no no we're, we're just kind of that's why i think that's why i'm like i lived it when i don't listen to like sometimes i won't listen to an episode i'm like i lived i literally live it because also it's just kind of a continuation of conversations we've been having throughout the week generally right right that now just happen to be recorded (laughs) right um anyway so it was just this weird moment of clarity like Like, actually your diary are you just like putting your like journal out there for the world to see well i mean i've sort of said that that this is sort of my thing for my kids to leave behind to them anyway uh but um i mean my life is also my kids and my wife i would like everyone to know that i don't do just do this (laughs) he goes home and he's just like no science although with my kids oh i have to tell you that story too speaking of science this is a voice science podcast folks so hey hey subjects i think i've got all six i've got one more data collection this fall and then i've I've bagged six for the fall so so we're we're moving along yeah and then you're opening it up to I will see maybe, what happens. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but we're going to get more subjects in the spring. Yay. But but the good news is we've bagged six. Uh, and uh, w- after one more single data collection, it's not a whole person's set. It's just I got I got one more day to do. With oh, that. yeah. Um, so it's it's no problem. And we've got it scheduled. You've it's done just, it, essentially. Yeah, we'll just knock, we'll just knock it out. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting, though. Can I share with you something about that? Okay. That subject um, happened to be walking into a voice lesson after their data collection. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Their, t- their, I, I, I think even unbeknownst to their teacher, and their teacher was telling me last evening what that they had. They said to me, I, and I think they knew they had a data collection, and they said whatever that person did in that room before they came into their lesson, I have never heard them sing that well in my life. That's awesome. I mean, that's great. I mean, you know, it's little anecdotal so, things. I've started having a few. Totally anecdotal. Totally. Yeah. Happenstance. It could have been way other, totally other things. I've actually started having a few of my students do something. Not just because, again, I work with very young students. I haven't had any of them touch their links. Although one person, when I was kind of explaining to them, like, the idea about it, voluntarily, like, Actually, I was, I was very impressed. Found it, found the thyroid highway space and just was like very like happy to, to do stuff. And I was like, oh, because I thought, I, you know, I would kind of avoided asking any of them to actually touch their larynx because they, they're gun shy about it to begin with. I mean, they already think I'm crazy for making them sing with straws. So, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I kind of try to toe the line. You of mean weirdness. you don't diagram the acoustic impedance equation? Of the straw's effect on the vocal tract? No. Oh, no, oh okay. I do not. I assumed you were citing Lynn Maxfield's article to uh, from Journal the of 12 Voice year olds. Uh, yeah. to 12 year olds. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, uh, well, I mean. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. These are these are bright 12 year olds. They are, I mean, they're not all 12. That, that's a, probably an average. But they're bright, most of them. Uh, but no, no, I am not sitting there like, yes, yes, if you see here, according to. Blah, Maxfield blah, blah. and Guzman. Yeah. No. No. There's there's two good sources for you folks. Uh, for when I do have to start for, citing uh, it to them. I might Guzman's cite it to the parents. dissertation is a good one. I'm sure the parents Guzman's think I'm dissertation. nuts. I send them home with the Lit- straws. Oh, jeez. I'm like, yeah, practice well, with well, this. Hey, hey. I'm assuming you're just using Kroger straws or something of this <laughs> nature. No, that's what I probably think I'm even crazier. I found at the like end of the summer, Target did this big sale, and they had this little like containery thing. It was real cute, and it was full of little like ice. They were straws with ice cream on them, and they're real cute. I bet you're not the only voice teacher in America who did that. They were just really cute, and I was like, okay, sure. So yeah. Anyway, I yes, I'm sure the parents of my students are like. This lady is crazy. My child comes home every week with this ice cream covered straw and is like, I have to sing through this. 
Mm. But they mm-hmm. sound good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, right. I say that subjectively, of course. I am very right. biased. Had uh, had some. I had some really good lessons this week, actually, after uh, the break, and just it helps. The, the the couple of times when I when I was still doing some technique work, had one student who had been struggling with some things. Yeah. Um, coming in coming into this week, and uh, just went back to some real basic stuff. Just. Uh, um, bringing in some uh, sort of mode two falsetto-y exercises, mm-hmm. uh, having them crack into chest voice, that kind of stuff, just to deload yeah. the larynx, deload de- the compression, and uh, really, really all of a sudden uh, sort of re... A- and at the same time was encouraging some resonance changes and... Uh, really fixed some intonation things that they had been sort of just they had just sort of gotten into some habit they had had an illness oh about about a month ago and they've been like compensating and just kind of and they were compensating mm-hmm. with some squeeze yeah and formed some and habits. and just got into some old some sort of weird new actually habits to be honest yeah they were trying to and the, the particular student sings a lot of musical theater ah. and um uh had gotten sort of into the habit just of squeezing a little bit and uh, to try to recreate twang. Yeah, I get that. And um, just had them brought in some falsetto to, you know, cracking in the chest and just bringing in some resonance realignment and just recentering of some, some just some sensory vibrations. And bo- boy, did it, it, it was really nice. It was, it was nice. It was, it was a good reminder, like, okay, we can take a step back, even at this point yeah. of the year. If you need to, vocal fam, take a step back. Maybe go back to basics. Maybe just have them sing through a straw. Maybe have them do some falsetto chest register breaking. Just Maybe just go back and recenter some resonance on the hard palate. I don't know. Just, you know, yeah. maybe reshape an O-vowel. Well, it never hurts to kind of get back to the basics, have a little refresher. Because it's so easy to get caught up in like all of the little subtle details and things that we yeah. work on that are complicated and, you know, advanced and stuff like that, that it's easy to kind of forget like, oh, right. Sound. Right. Making sound. Right. Well, yeah. And especially, you know, especially if someone has dealt with an illness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, especially a... Maybe not a life-threatening illness or something, but I mean, like they didn't just get the sniffles. No, but like, just something they were sick, lingering, or that you know, especially if it affects their right. Because I mean, hearing, I mean, whatever. hello, it's it's December and November. I mean, people are sick. Yep, I think I've just had like on. I've had to explain to people, no, I don't have a cold. I'm just it's just November. Like it's seventy one day and forty the next day. Like right. we really questioning why I just sneezed. Right. Uh. Anyway, on on the on the professional front, also uh, the acoustic vocal pedagogy workshop at New England Conservatory registration website is now live. I saw. So, if you would like to know more about us, about what we're doing, about what the workshop will look like, uh, who is on the faculty: Ian Howell, Ken Bozeman, Joanne Bozeman, Kayla Godero. Chadley Ballantyne, Bodo Moss, Yvonne Redman, Josh Glasner, me. Uh, I think I just named everybody. That um, was a lot of names. And it was a lot of names. And we're all giving a whole bunch of talks. I mean, obviously, Ken and Chadley and Ken, Ken and Chadley and Ian will do their main thing. Mm-hmm. But then we're all going to also give some talks. Josh and Bodo and Kayla and Ian are doing the the tech stuff um in the first two days there's a lab tech workshop um tutorial kind of thing and then ken and myself and uh yvonne um are doing the sort of acoustics boot camp for the first two days and then uh we'll all be doing the main workshop obviously and um and the, the portal is open it's sold out by Fairly early last year. It sold out by, like, I want to say March. Well, I, I looked at um, it, and it had some nice, like, early bird registration prices that certainly... There is early bird registration. Yeah, very much encourage you to go ahead and sign up. But we do have a limited number of seats. Mm. So, uh, and that's so that in the breakout sessions in the afternoon, 
you're really getting some close attention from one of us on the faculty. That makes sense. You're really, yeah, getting to talk. It's not you in a room of like 200 people. No, 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 no. There won't even be 200 seats. I mean, we don't even offer 200 seats in the workshop. Makes sense. So, um, I mean, 200 would probably be a far reach, to be honest. But I, I know. That, I was just trying to pick a big lecture hall number, you know? That seems right. Uh, so, like a physics core, physics 101 at a state university yeah, I'm thinking where, like Mississippi where 190, state, English. 190 of those people went the first day, and on the second day, 41 of them went, and on the sixth day, 12 of them went. It's baffling to me, like just having not gone to a state university. Like, Jamie will talk about how his freshman year, like these science classes he had to take, that literally he went the first day and then at the exam and just like got an A. I'm like, I just, that, just because, you know, MC had so many, or he would go for test days too, I think. But like, you know, MC has the policy of if you miss so many classes, you just automatically fail. That I'm like, yes. what's that like? To be able to just be like, yeah. no, I'm not going to class. Bye. Also, it's not in my nature to be that person. I probably would have gone in no matter what. No, you would have been one of the 12 still there in the last day I, of class. I would have. I would have. Asking questions. For example, fun anecdote, we're, we're that time of year, exam time of year. I think my freshman or sophomore year, it was an oral, it was probably sophomore year, it was an oral skills class. And there was like on dead day, the professor offered to come in and do like exam review prep. Never mind, they're like, I had an A in the class. It wasn't like I even had like a bad grade in the class. And you still went to the, the exam I was the only prep. person that showed up. That sounds right. And like... I think he kept me for like 10 minutes. He was like, yeah, you, you can go. And I was like, okay, well, thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. That's who I am. I'm overly cautious. I remember you as an undergraduate. I, I'm, I'm an overly cautious person. I like to be super prepared, overprepared. I, rem I remember. I would rather be so overprepared than even slightly under, like, I think that's what makes me the most nervous going into like, I don't know, lots of situations is that I'm just like, I should be more prepared for this. I should know everything that could possibly happen and have figured out a plan for it. It's a rough way to live life. Would not recommend. Pro anyway, probably should grow so out of that. Point, point being, the Acoustic Voice Pedag Vo Vocal Pedagogy Workshop link at New England Conservatory yes. is up and active. It is on our social media. So you can find the link on the Vocal Fry Facebook page. You can find it on my personal Facebook page. You can also find it posted in just about every voice teaching forum on the internet. Yes, I have chuckled as over the like different um, the different days. You know, you can post kind of self promotion type stuff that like that's popped up in my feed, and I'm just like, oh, there it is, and there it is again. Woo. Yeah. yeah exciting stuff exciting so stuff. anyway I'm, I'm certain that this weekend it will be on pvt sometime today and on nfpvt sometime tomorrow and on empowered singers sometime on sunday <laughs> it's already been on voice geek it's already been on nats members group it's already it's been, been in the acoustic voice pedagogy work group i think it's been in like uh, nfpvt no, it can't. Has it not been? Did he post it? In I, I thought because I'm not in um, Voice Geeks or anything like that, and I've seen it in more than the acoustics group. Maybe it was PVT. Oh, I saw it posted in. No, but PVT would have been today because that. Well, it was like last. I don't know. I don't know when I've seen it. Ah, whatever. I, I, anyway, I feel like I've matter. seen it posted places, but maybe I'm hallucinating. Well, it's if you're time. on the internet, if you're on the internet, you can find it's it. It's there. You, you could also find it by just Googling that, Acoustic Vocal Pedagogy in New England Conservatory. You, you could Google it. You could. Options. Because Google, Google does work. In case you were wondering out there, Vocal Fam. Google's my best friend. Like Google no does work. Um, Sarah, before I, I just don't want us to forget that you and I need to talk about dates before dates. we get off the actual Skype. Okay, good. That sounds good. Um, I like dates and planning. I have a planner now. I've had a planner, but I use it. It's very exciting. Um, what is this? <laughs> oh, I remember. I made myself some notes today because I had a few things I wanted to make sure we got to. Oh. Um, we will... Uh, I, I don't know how much of a hiatus Sarah and I are going to take over the new year, but we probably will have a week in there or two where we probably don't record. That is probably um, correct. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about that later um 
Anyway, so Sarah, yes. moving to the other side of the podcast. Yeah. We have three big things to cover this week. One we're not going to cover really that heavily because it's going to be more so in the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, we do need to do Mando Cafe episode four. Um, but uh, before we do that, Black Widow trailer. What? I'm pumped. It's honestly not what I was expecting. Um, I think I was expecting... You got fat. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I wasn't really expecting the Black Widow family movie, you know? like <laughs> I was. I totally who was. Who saw that coming? Not me. But, like, if I saw her family, I was expecting it to be as a child, something like that. Like, they're all dead or estranged. I, I still want to know who's playing Taskmaster because that role looks awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I... I guess I just hadn't been paying that much attention to things leading up to it. So I didn't know oh. that like David Harbour was going to be in it. And Oh, we talked about that. At, see, you just don't remember. You've had a lot going on since July. I we talked about that at Comic-Con. I've had a lot going on since July. My July, like July and August, honestly, like th- those were dark months. I don't remember those very well. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well. It looks epic, though. Like, I, I am excited. It looks like a very interesting storyline. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for what, what it appears. I don't know. Like, again, like, I just live under a rock, and I learn things and forget things. So, you know, I just get to experience it for the first time again. That's all. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to get, like, the Natasha family. Well, DK Harbor looks awesome he in does. the movie because well, DK Harbor is awesome. Yeah, he is. He is. He so is. I mean, he lives here in Atlanta. I mean, why sometimes. we would be expecting that to be anything less than awesome? Sort of beyond me. Yeah, yeah. You make a good point. You make a good point. But I'm. But the Taskmaster role is apparently the main villain. But it look. I, they haven't announced who the actor is yet. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just want it to be like. A, I mean. I assume that means it's a big name and not that it's a new player. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, but I just feel like if it was somebody totally new that no one had ever heard of, they would just go ahead and say it because we have no expectations or anything associated with that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. So I would ass- it looked like a great trailer, though. I it mean, did. the trailer overall was great. Well, I- and it's funny. I think they called it a teaser trailer, but I felt like, I mean, there was a lot in that. Like, that was more than what I usually think of when I think teaser trailer. Well... I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, this, this is pretty full on. Like, we covered a lot. Um, we will, of course, all have like the emotions pulled out of us because, of course, RDJ will appear on screen one last time. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, you know, you're watching this knowing that Black Widow is um dead, going to die. Yeah, yeah. like we yeah. know where this leads. Like, we're getting her reunited with her family, knowing that in like the near-ish future, it looks like, like. She's losing her actual family. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Looks interesting. Yeah. Super excited. Yay. That's what? May? May 2020? May 20th, I think, or something like that. It's May it's 20th right of 2020? Got, I just had that date pulled I was gonna up. Say, I feel I, like I just saw that somewhere. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds right. What? I just had it pulled up, and I shouldn't have closed it. Uh, that's the story uh, of my see. life. May, May 1. Oh, May 1st. Hey, all right. So all probably right, April right. April 30th, probably. Oh, poop. Poop. So anyway, that looks exciting. That's that's Marvel's first offering post. Uh, since Spider-Man. Yeah. Post, well, post the Infinity Saga, which also sort of... Can I just say that that's what I'm confused about with this movie? Yeah. They've made such a big deal that the Infinity Saga is now over, and the first movie after the Infinity Saga is a character who was critical to the Infinity Saga. Well, and it takes place literally... During. During that whole... Yeah, I mean, just... uh, I don't know. It's between Winter Soldier and... between Civil War and and Civil War. Oh, Civil War and Infinity War. Civil War and Infinity War. It's like slam in the middle of the Infinity Saga, like... Right. I, what? I I'm not quite sure. Well, is it- also, this is the movie studio who, in the words of Honest Trailers, made a movie about a talking raccoon in a tree and it made a billion dollars. Well, 
and like it's entirely positive that they're it's either just a kind of a standalone movie or that they're using it to set up the next phase tying it in with previous that's like, why i want to know who taskmaster yeah, is. yeah like i wonder if it's so that moving into this next phase we're not just randomly starting somewhere totally new it's like no no look this totally was happening behind the scenes the whole time you just were too busy looking at the infinity stones that sort of thing right yeah Right. Anyway, there was there was some fan art I saw online um, that was a just a fan wish for a, a Black Panther poster, Black Panther two. Oh yeah. With 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 uh, Doctor Doom as the villain for Black Panther two. Not gonna happen. No. Be cool, not though. gonna happen. It will happen eventually. It's not gonna happen this soon. No, I don't think so. And I, let me just say, when Marvel. Studios finally gets a hold of that role and they finally cast that role and he's finally part of the MCU. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be That epic. will be that's that's the thing I'm the most I think excited for just moving forward of the Fox properties that they got was actually having Doctor Doom as an actual they actually have a I mean Thanos was great, but yeah, well, anyway. undeniably. You never know what Doctor Doom's going to do. That's you know what Thanos is going to do. <laughs> Well, unless you're me and did not grow up in the Marvel Universe. To me, this is all new. Because I grew anyway. up watching DC. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. DC schmeecy. You're never getting that Zack. You're never getting that Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Look, it's never happening. I, I don't really care about that. I loved Justice League, the little cartoon TV show. That was my jam oh, sure. as a kid. I'm surprised Disney Plus doesn't own that, too. To be completely <laughs> honest, I am shocked that they've never, like, attempted. Just bought DC? Yeah, just like, you know what? We'll just, we'll just have it all. It's fine. That seems it's right. It's coming. It's coming. Just wait, That's, like, five probably. years. Yeah, I think that might be an antitrust lawsuit, but anyway. Um, I mean, if some of the other stuff isn't, then... Right. Anyway, okay, so anyway. <laughs> Mandalorian episode four. What? Was crazy. Okay. It's crazy. Again, just saying it, Perna keeps being surprised every single week by these introductions of th them not shying away from doing big, bold things. And I'm sorry, including an ATST in a TV show and not having it look silly and actually like retconning an ATST into like a serious death machine. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty epic. I don't know. They just keep making big moves. And it's funny because I had started to hear some criticism from people how there were no major female characters. And then that episode aired and I was like, Haha! oh, no. No, no, no. Those two women, and they're both coming back. Oh, 100%. Oh, We've not heard the last from either of them. I, I laughed because, um, oh gosh, I can't remember their names. I watched this like a week ago. Um, Sorry. Hold on. Yes, I'll, I'll look. Go ahead. Um, but the woman that was like the village, the village woman, you know, she yep. comes on and she's talking to Elliot Jamie and I was like, that's going to be a thing. And he goes, that's not going to be a thing. It's, the, it's a Mandalorian. He's, he's not going to be interested in her. I was like, no, nah, that's, that's going to be a thing. She let she's letting him stay in her house like that's that's a thing, and sure enough, I was right. I mean, not that that's like a huge guess or anything like that. Oh, we didn't say, any eh. You know what? At this point, if you don't know that this is going to be spoilers, like, too bad. They've had a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah. So Gina Carano is playing Cara Dune or Cara Dune. And that was the fighter, right? Did yes, she's the she's the um. She's a rebellion, uh, what were they called? Um, they're a specific kind of um, soldier, and now I can't... Death something? Yeah, no, they're not a de they weren't death troopers. I thought she... Well, did I make that up? May, uh, did, is that, I thought she is was right? a death trooper and for the Imperial... Shock trooper. Shock trooper, that's the word, thank you. Google. Uh, and then Julia Jones had played Omira, who was the mother. Yep. But, uh, I mean, 
it, what was really interesting to me, and, and I've heard other people talk about this, so this is not an original Vocal Fry idea, but was but was a thought I had had was that I mean taking the ATST bringing it in and 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 then having her like make such a big deal about how she had seen an ATST take out entire you know uh, bands of troops yeah um it, which in a way retcons Ewoks I was gonna say wasn't it Michael as really amazing that was like. So are Ewoks actually, like, really awesome? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, again, more unpopular opinions. I, I like Ewoks, but. Well, and we now have seen set photos with Warwick Davis in his Ewok costume Yay. for episode nine. Good. On, and again, I don't know. I don't, I don't even care. I, I actually like Ewoks a lot better than I like, like, porgs and stuff and all those. Michael just wanted to eat a porg. That was, a, that was that the was end weird, of yeah. porgs. Is Michael Chewbacca? Maybe. Is Michael actually Chewbacca? Uh, He does riff a lot. (laughs) Yeah. If Chewbacca actually went... (laughs) Then... Then maybe. Then Michael's not quite that tall. No. No. He's not. But anyway, anyway. no, I I mean, I thought it was interesting to see him obviously try, you know, your typical sort of, again, Western trope um, of like, we're going to escape to another village, another town, seek refuge there, help them with a problem that they're having with bandits. You literally had a, this town's not big enough for the two of us moment. Like that literally happened. Also that. Um, I, I very much enjoyed that. Y- yes. Um, little baby Yoda making some friends. Little baby Yoda trying to eat a frog, know, let the frog go. Like, trying to eat a frog in front of them, and they're like, ew, and he's like, oh, oh, is this not cool? Loving oh, cool. the baby Yoda bone broth memes, though. Yes, I'm just loving Loving the ba- baby Yoda. Baby Yoda memes have essentially taken over the internet. You know what? Of all the things to possibly take over the internet, that's this pretty okay. Pretty decent. They released the... We know what else was interesting about episode four um, was Bryce Dallas Howard directed that episode. I saw They've that. had some oh, very interesting... Some very interesting guest directors. I mean, obviously, Taika, we know, is directing the finale. Yeah. Um, Taika Waititi. But having Bryce Dallas Howard, I mean, that was an interesting... I thought having a female director brought a bit of an interesting perspective to that episode, to be honest. It did, and also being the episode that really first introduces these major female characters, too. Yes. Like, the handling of it was good. I, I I thought so, too. I thought that, um, because both of them seemed like strong characters in their own way. They did. Like I especially loved how like you have the, the village woman whose character's name I've already forgotten again. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Omira. Right. Omira, that's it. That's what you said, yes. Omira, who like very much is this feminine mother character, but also is the shooter. In the village. And I feel like there's backstory to that. <laughs> and the guy couldn't shoot Yeah, a gun nobody ball. else can shoot. And she's like, pew. Oh, gosh. I had a moment when they're going to fight the scary orc-like things. Um, yeah. It was very orc They were orc-ish. very orc-like. I don't, I don't know what they yeah. were supposed to be, what the actual name was, but no, I'm going to call it was them. Very, it was very like two orcs. towers yeah, with fighting orcs. Very Lord of yeah. the Rings orcs. But anyway, yeah. and those villagers come running with their pointy sticks, and I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Like, all they got are these pointy sticks, but but it worked, apparently. Like, I don't know, maybe the wood is harder than I thought. And I told Jamie, I was like, look, they obviously made these pointy sticks using knives. Why are there not knives? tied to the sticks but but they did okay i was just very concerned about them for a moment there because all they had were sticks but it's okay yeah they did fine they did did okay they lived we're we're good it's fine i mean also having kara take out that that bounty hunter leading to obviously the thought that every bounty hunter in the universe is going to track them down anywhere they go and so and so is well, how is it that I don't understand the trackers? Like, how? What is it in Baby Yoda that it's tracking? I don't know. I don't understand that at is all. It, is it his DNA that's sequence? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it a DNA thing that there's nothing they can do, or is there something literally like in him that they could get? I, I don't know. 
I don't is know. That what, is that what Pershing was trying to extract? Yeah. Like, I, I'm the trying. The tracker. I'm trying to know? figure out, like, wh- what is it that they are tracking? I don't know. Another worry. I, I was also worried for a moment that the, the bounty hunter was going to accidentally shoot one of the kids, but. Yeah. Yay, that I was didn't glad happen. that didn't happen. Um,. I mean, they, so they've also said in the... Obviously, we've been talking about it every week. We've still not seen Giancarlo Esposito and his Death Troopers. Yeah. Don't know why. Um, but they've released in the uh, in the media stuff the synopsis of the finale. They have? Ooh, not reading yes. that. All, no, it's like it's going to give anything away. Well, it says... Know. It says the Mandalorian faces something like a well-known, unexpected foe. Interesting. Um, and so the internet is essentially speculating a couple of different possibilities. Okay, lay it on me because I just had a thought and I want to hear if it's one of the Well, the main thought is Boba Fett. Oh, you know, I hadn't even considered that. Honestly. The main thought is that the bounty hunter who fa- he who he faces is the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, none other than Boba Fett himself. That would be who appears to die and not die, basically in the same sense as Darth Maul. <laughs> well, so it's funny. Darth Maul was going to be my my guess, but nah, I, I don't see. I was that. Gonna say I don't know where he is supposed to be. Like at this point, so there's another big theory. I mean, obviously, it could just be finally Giancarlo Esposito's character. Maybe. But that, that why would that be unexpected? Like, what's unexpected? Well, we've, we've seen him in every trailer that they did for this I show. I almost want to say, like, why would Boba Fett not be unexpected? Like, I feel like that is so much what everyone's kind of expect. Like, I feel like... Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I don't maybe. know. Maybe. So, so... There's a, th- This is a bit of a deep dive, Vocal Fam. So, for those of you who are in the Star Wars universe... Okay, there's another big theory going around that it might be Admiral Thrawn, mm-hmm. who's big in the animated universe, and who they did an entire couple of graphic novels about that are canonical. That could be interesting. Um, so it's possible he's supposed to be the greatest strategist in the Empire. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So it's possible that that that's who it is will be, um, it but but that le- that gave some intrigue for the week for for the finale, which of course airs after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um. Got big. So I, I don't know. I so Sarah and I would like to both say that we're releasing this here on Friday. The what is today? The sixth. Yes. Today's the sixth, Today right? Is the so, sixth. so we have actually not watched today's Mandalorian episode not. five yet. Neither of us have seen it. Probably didn't. Um, <laughs> we will. We will probably hit it uh, at some point next week. Um, we're not really sure what our recording schedule is going to be yet for next week. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to figure something out somehow with something, but uh, so the internet uh, continues. To surprisingly release more and more Rise of Skywalker footage. Right? <laughs> what What was the other movie that this happened with that we were like... Endgame. Was it, yeah, Endgame. We were like, what are you doing? But then they still managed to get you. Okay, a couple of things about that uh, that we can talk about next week in our preview episode of Rise of Skywalker whenever we record it. But yeah. I, I don't expect, and we've said this, I do not expect the level of fan service that we got in Endgame, in Rise of Skywalker. Well, or even in like, because I feel like, you know, way back when Force Awakens came out, there was so much fan service. Right. Remember we were well, like, oh, okay. this is such a... A mis- note about that. One of the things that's been interesting this week, and th- there have been some interviews that J.J.'s been doing, and J.J. has said some very interesting things in interviews this week. First of all, you know, normally J.J. Abrams, I mean, Mr. Black Box himself, Mr... You know, he made Lost, for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, this is the creator of Lost, the creator of of Alias, the cre- you know, whatever. Um, 
he said a couple of really critical things this week. For one, in an interview about that point, about Force Awakens, he said when he made Force Awakens, he felt so tied down to sort of staying with normal Star Wars tropes. Yeah. But he actually said that watching Last Jedi freed him to be able to make his own movie with Episode Nine. No, it really did. And it it does stink for... That was Ryan Johnson, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it stinks for him, the, the hate he has received for it. However, that getting kind of vilified the way it did in popular, whatever, mainstream culture also means that even when J.J. Abrams like kind of steps away, he I don't think he'll get that hate. You know what I mean? Like it's already it's already happened. They've already had it. Right. That the scapegoat right. has been made and it really stinks for him, but good for JJ. Right. Um, a couple other things he said this week. He confirmed himself that it's Leia training Ray at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Unexpected, but cool. Okay. I mean, are we about to I find mean, out that Leia trained and we just didn't know? I mean, are we about to find out that the end of this movie, like we already know the end of the movie before we even go into the theater? I mean... Who knows? Uh, obviously, we know that there is a final throne room battle scene between Rey and Kylo Ren. They've yes. essentially confirmed that. Yes. So, I mean... Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Daisy Ridley herself confirmed that she's alive at the end of the movie. Well, I was just... I just had... I always like when we're talking, I have like these sudden moments of like, whoa, what if, what if kind of a switched at birth thing happened? Like, what if Ben, Ben Solo is not actually Ben Solo? Like, what if Ray was actually like the child of um, Hans and Leia and like Kylo's, I don't know, you know, like they swapped them to keep, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a far reach. It does seem like a far reach. I always come up with kind of like out there theories, I feel like, when we're talking, because my brain's just like, what if this? I mean, you're talking to me. What I'm if the, this? I'm, I've said the craziest things. That, yeah. I mean, I, and it's not even like, like I totally example, believe them. I just, I like to guess how th movies and plots could possibly go. Like, if I was writing it, this is an option. Well, in this week's Perna Crazy, I'll give you my crazy thing. Again, going back to the thing that I think that at the end of this movie is that the Jedi and the Sith are both gone. Oh, yeah. That Rey has brought balance to the Force fully and completely by creating the Order of Skywalker, who can use both the light side and the dark side of the Force. Essentially, the Grey Jedi that has been talked about for so long, even though Disney has said there will be no Grey Jedi, that's not a thing, we don't want a thing. I think they're saying that. I think they've been so adamant about denying that because they're creating the Order the of Skywalker. Skywalker. I, I agree. On that point, if you note in these TV spots and trailers, there are like four scenes where Rey is essentially flying or skywalking. Oh, jumping over huge things. It's it, it's like four moments. There's the moment in the woods. Yeah. There's the moment within the wreckage. There's the moment where it appears she's going to fly through space. <laughs> yeah. I had not thought about literally it's, it seems like it and it's like all the same movement almost at like she's walking on air. Well, and is that something, you know, you would think that bringing balance to the force, that combination of light and dark would kind of unlock this, uh, these abilities that we didn't even know existed yet, powers right. beyond your wildest imagination, things There like was that. also a big, just sharing big theories that came out this week, again, because we're getting closer, so things are pouring out. Oh, yeah. There was a big Reddit theory this week that talked about the fact that Rey seems, uh, going back to her scene in Force Awakens when she touches the lightsaber, that... It appears as if uh, she may have a Force-sensitive ability. I forget what they called it in... Um, there, it actually has a word that they're calling it. Um, uh, but it has to do with actually touching objects and the object revealing to the holder who is Force-sensitive the past and the future of that object. 
So a la Ray's Force Vision and Force Awakens, she sees that object's past Mm -hmm. with Vader. Mm -hmm. It's past with Luke and R2. And then she sees its future with Kylo and the Knights of Ren. Yeah, I had... But that specifically the Emperor, who had always been able to see the future... Does he? Are we saying he has the same... Maybe, but that he didn't know that anybody else had it. And that mm. specifically that, Ray's ability to do that, that will bring his downfall. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That would be... I don't know. Well, no, that could make sense because, you know, you do have different Jedi and Sith have preferred ways of fighting, be it, you Correct. know, the Force Lightning versus the actual, like, knights, warrior-type classes and things like that that, like, I think Mace Windu was more of a kind of yes. warrior knight class. Yes. Yeah, Mace you... Windu, I think, was the only Jedi master ever who had mastered, like, all seven forms of styles of lightsaber fighting. Yeah, exactly. Like, you see it a lot in the um, Star Wars video games. Like, you have to pick what kind of Jedi or Sith right. that you're going to be, like, what your fighting style is. And so it would make sense, like, if you're a more the mind kind of fighter right. lightning that you would also have the thing which makes you wonder like does ray have those abilities anyway 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 thoughts 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 theories star wars i'm ready for it i'm ready for it because it means everything's over and it's christmas and also i'm just ready to see it because i've been thinking about it for so long now and yeah yeah it's time it's time um anyway uh Sarah and I are going to leave you guys, and we're going to talk about our recording schedule for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Sarah, what did you have for breakfast? Oh, this is the protein muffin again. I was going to try to branch out because earlier this week I had a sourdough English muffin with some cheese on it. But this morning that did not happen because that takes time. And I was kind of like, no, got to get things done. So protein muffin because you can make those in the microwave happened. You know, I didn't even think about the fact that Michael's jingle that he wrote for your breakfast, what did Sarah have for breakfast? We could also have it be like the ending of the segment. That's what Sarah had had for breakfast. breakfast. Yep. Um, That's what professional podcasters do, folks. That is what it was. Who needs a soundboard when you have yourself? Right. We make our own. We don't need a soundboard. We just need the actual recordings. I mean, I could MIDI control them. Um, anyway, so that, that's it for today, folks. Just a, just a quick episode. Uh, we're two episodes away, folks. Two episodes away. Two episodes away. You have joined us for Vocal Fry 98. Wow. I know. That's crazy. What is our life, Sarah? It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. Anytime that happens, I'm like, didn't we just start doing this? But also, it's kind of like I said, didn't we just start doing this? But also, when have I not been doing this? Right? Doesn't it feel that way yeah. at this point? It's both. It's all of the above. Yeah. So a short episode for you guys today. Um, Is it I hope short? everybody's it's an hour. Listen, power to everybody getting through juries, Christmas programs, concerts, recitals, Messiah. Uh, you can do it. What else? Is, if We got Festival of Lights this weekend here at MC. Just everything that everybody's got everybody doing juries everybody doing auditions still audition season's kind of winding down now for most people in new york who are wrapping up auditions um but if you're out there and you're doing the thing uh just you know all of our best wishes to you guys as you wrap up audition season wrap up jury season concert season go out and do your caroling go out and do your messiah go out and you know, kick butt and take names and, uh, you you know, comfort your people and bring good tidings and wish them a Merry Christmas and hallelujah. All right. That, that, that covers your bases. I was, (laughs) there you go. Merry Christmas. (laughs) You can do it. I don't know. I'm wish I'm, I'm, I'm so close to being done. All right, Sarah, let's kill this recording. We'll we'll talk to you guys later, Vocal Fam. Peace. Bye.